You know, it was only a matter of time before the storyline eventually became a reality. It was building all off-season, and now it finally came to fruition. The Patrick Lyonnais, Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. We're going to have the full breakdown, the complete, you know, winners and losers list of it. We've got a lot more things to get into, more postponements to talk about, a legend that we want to pay homage to, and so much more. Episode number 43 of the Second Thoughts Hockey Podcast. Let's go. Appreciate you listening in as always to the Second Thoughts Hockey Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TH Hockey Podcast. Uh, you can follow me as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just search for the Second Thoughts Hockey Podcast. Also on YouTube, if you just want to check out the Second Thoughts Hockey Podcast, what I'm going to be doing on YouTube is posting a lot more of those. They're going to be still frames, but they're going to be the full audio. So if you don't you know, have Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or anything like that, I mean, we're on a bunch of other networks as well. But you know, if you want to just throw it up on YouTube, maybe you're at work or something and you want to have it on in the background, I'm going to start posting each and every episode, plus uh, exclusive interviews that I have a little bit later on as well. Uh, anybody football fans here? Anybody watch the uh, championship games over the weekend? I thought the Chiefs were going to win. Uh, I'm a Packer fan, and it was uh, it was heartbreaking to watch that Bucks game. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I, I feel like everyone in the AFC just got, everyone got Tom Brady for so long, and I didn't know what the big hoopla or what the big disappointment was. And then he comes over to the NFC, and he steamrolls his way to the Super Bowl, and yeah, incinerates my Packers in the process, unfortunately. So uh, it's uh, frustrating to say the least. This is going to be crazy about the Super Bowl. This is going to go one of two ways. We're going to get sick and tired. And actually, I don't mind the Chiefs. Actually, they're a fun story. They're a f- super fun team to follow along. Travis Kelsey, he has his own like hit reality TV show. Patrick Mahomes is worth half a billion dollars. But the narrative of the Super Bowl is going to go... Sorry if I'm talking football, by the way. I just I felt like everyone at some point was watching it or you saw it on the news. Uh, but if you're a football fan, that's just extra little bonus for you. But the narrative is going to be either Patrick Mahomes is well on his way to like challenging Brady for the amount of Super Bowls he plays in and he wins his second in as many years or Brady just cements himself even further as the GOAT by winning seven in the ten times he's been to the goddamn thing and just... It was it was heartbreaking for me watching and just watching. It, it's it's funny. It's like he gets into your head, you know. Because Brady didn't even play that well. Brady threw three interceptions. You know, they 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 gave up a lot. They left a lot of points on the table. But the times that Green Bay, when you mess up against Brady, that's when you pay for it, right? All the other times, because Brady threw the ball to the other team three times in the second half of the game, and and I think Tampa Bay scored on like. They scored 14 points in the two times they took the ball away. I think Green Bay scored a total of six in the three times they took it away. And it's just, man, the the, the NFC got Brady this year. And this is the result. He's in the championship for a 10th time. And we're never going to see this in sports again. Unless Mahomes does it with the Chiefs. But... I don't know. If you watch football this weekend, if you're Team 1, I'm probably assuming a lot of Bills fans are listening as well. And listen, I feel for you. Green Bay got blown out last year in the championship game. It's not fun. Uh, Talk to the Broncos the year they got blown out in the Super Bowl by Seattle. Uh, Getting blown out in meaningful games like that is not fun. And uh, in all honesty, it wasn't even that bad compared to some other blowouts. So Bills fans, you'll be back. If you're a Chiefs fan congratulations you're gonna have the dynasty for the next 10 years if you're a Bucks fan thank your lucky stars Brady chose you 
because uh, because he's on his way to his 10th Super Bowl. So pretty crazy. Um, all right, back into hockey here. We're going to break down the Patrick Laine, Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. We're going to break down the winners, the losers from the trade. Why it's not the worst thing for Winnipeg, but also why it was a slam dunk move for Columbus. Uh, more postponements we got to get to as well. And uh, we got to talk about Matthew Kachuk on this one. And, you know, this is kind of like the boy who cried wolf. And at some point, you've got to look yourself in the mirror. But we'll get to that story a little bit later on. But I do want to start with this story here. And this happened a couple of days ago. Former Toronto Maple Leafs captain George Armstrong passing away at the age of 90. Uh, the team announced on Sunday. Armstrong played all 21 of his NHL seasons with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Was the team captain for 12 of those seasons. And led the team to four Stanley Cup championships. Including their most recent one. Pff, most recent. All the way back in uh, in 1967. So the Maple Leafs have put out a statement from Brendan Shanahan saying. Quote, George is part of the very fabric of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization and will be deeply missed. A proud yet humble man. He loved being a Maple Leaf, but never sought the spotlight, even though no player played more games for Toronto or captained the team longer. If this is a name you're not familiar with and you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, you're about to get educated here. 21 seasons across the National Hockey League. Over 1,180 games played. 12 years he served as the captain, a four-time Stanley Cup winner, and was the captain of the team that brought their most recent Stanley Cup to that organization. Never sought the spotlights. You know, you hear all these stories of, of guys in the NFL, you know, back in the 80s, um, you, you know, in guys then who were, you know, a little bit more glamorous. Never was that George Armstrong. You know, I talked to uh, I talked to some people about him and 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 that's and exactly that's the wording of it. A guy who just never sought the spotlight. Never went out of his way to try and make things about him. The definition of a team player. Um, this is a crazy thing too. Armstrong is one of 14 Toronto Maple Leaf players to have a bronze life-size statue outside of Scotiabank Arena. Known as Legends Row. Everyone's so familiar with Daryl Sittler and Boya Salming and Johnny Bauer and Matt Sundin. But George Armstrong also among the names on that list. Um, he's from Skeet, Ontario. He ranks first in franchise history with over 1,180 games played. Fifth in points with 713. And this is also incredibly important too. George Armstrong was one of the first players of indigenous descent to play professional hockey. And on top of that, he didn't just get to play in the NHL. He played for one of the most storied franchises in NHL history, was the captain of that franchise for over a decade, and won four Stanley Cup championships as a captain of that team. I mean, the legacy that George Armstrong left and continues to leave for future generations, there is not a statement out there that could impact the way that his he impacted the game of hockey and people looked at, looking up to him. Just truly spectacular. And I just wanted to pay I just wanted to pay homage to the late George Armstrong and and just in just the career um, accolades that he received and not just those things, but you know the person that he was. And again. He was a captain of the team. He played in the 60s and 70s, so well before my time. Uh, he was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame as well in 1975, and also his number 10 jersey is retired by the Maple Leafs. But just the things that he did off the ice, and like I said earlier, I didn't, I don't know him personally. I didn't grow up watching him. You know, down the line, I'm going to look back and I'm going to tell you know younger generations, whether it's my kids or anything like that. You know, I got to watch Sidney Crosby when he was drafted and broken in the league. I got to watch Alexander Ovechkin and the possibility of him 
breaking the all-time scoring record by the greatest player ever, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, but I didn't have the chance to watch George Armstrong. But the things that I heard about him and 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 what people are saying online or 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 in anything like that is is that he was the definition of a team player and never wanted the attention to be on him. He wanted it on the team and he wanted it on their main goal, which was winning Stanley Cups. And he did a pretty dang good job at that winning a four in his incredible career. So uh, rest in peace, George Armstrong. You will be missed. I wanted to start the show off with that today. Okay, but we've got to get to the big news, the big, the big blockbuster that took place the day after episode 42 of the uh, podcast dropped. And that is the... Columbus Blue Jackets and Winnipeg Jets, they made a trade, if you didn't hear about this. The Winnipeg Jets traded Patrick Laine and Jack Roslevic over to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And in exchange, received a third-round pick and centerman Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, let's start with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois in the offseason had talked about the possibility of wanting a trade. He wanted to get out of Columbus. He wanted to play in a bigger market. He wanted to be surrounded by other people. He wanted to be in a different role, maybe even a more prominent role to be at that point. And a lot of speculation was brought to the attention of everybody that during the contract negotiations this offseason, when Dubois signed a two-year bridge deal worth $5 million per year, there were rumors out there that something was said during during those uh, those conversations, we'll get to that a little bit later on, which helped draw the reasoning as to why Luke Dubois wanted to trade out of there. Uh, in his last game with Columbus, before he was scratched, he played just 3 minutes and 55 seconds. This was back on Thursday. And like I said, I'd asked for a trade prior to. He's 22 years of age. He had one goal through the first five games of the season. Last year, he had 49 points in 70 games with the team. So he goes over to the Winnipeg Jets. In exchange... Patrick Lyonnais, the number two overall pick in the 2016 NHL draft, right ahead of Pierre-Luc Dubois in the same draft, was a guy who had two goals and assists in, in the first game, was a budding goal-scoring superstar that looked like he was going to be a, a, a great fit moving forward, but there was some speculation over the last little while about the possibility of Patrick Lyonnais not being happy in Winnipeg for some reason, and the possibility of him wanting a trade out of there. This is a guy who has scored 40 goals in a campaign, who had 30-plus and almost a point per game last year with the Winnipeg Jets. I think he totaled about 62 or 63 points in 70 games. Something like that. He was just under a point a game. 22 years of age. Clearly going to be a, you know one of the top goal scorers for some time. And then you have Jack Roslovic, who was a restricted free agent, and in the process of the trade, signed a two-year, $3.8 million contract with the Blue Jackets. 23-year-old Columbus, Ohio native. Also, previously requested a trade. He had 12 goals, 29 points, and 71 games last year. Okay, let's break this down for a sec, because this trade's bonkers. So earlier in the podcast, on, on a prior episode... I had made the notion, and I talked about this actually on Friday nights, a program on 980 CFPL News in London, Ontario with Mike Stubbs, who's the voice of the London Knights. We we're talking some NHL. And I suggested the possibility, because this was still in the offseason, about the Winnipeg Jets and Columbus Blue Jackets making a trade. No, I did not predict this trade. But I did think that there was a deal that could be in place involving Pierre-Luc Dubois and Jack Roslovic. Why did I predict that not just go straight to line A? A, 
I didn't think the Jets would give up Line A for Dubois because, in my opinion, Patrick Line is a better player than Pierre Luc Dubois. Pierre Luc Dubois plays a much more important position. He has an opportunity to grow into an even better player than what he already is. But who gets paid the most in the NHL? Sentiman? Sure, I guess. But but what's one of the more important things that you can do in the NHL? Score goals. Goal scorers get the money in the NHL. Goal scorers are the guys who are hard-pressed to get for a bargain. Goal scorers are the guys who can find a way, despite not having a good game, to still get on the score sheet and make an impact in the game. Now, I think there's going to be a lot of debate involving that that little um, that little piece of opinion I just gave there about Pierre-Luc Dubois not being as good of a player as Patrick Laine. But last year, Pierre-Luc Dubois, as a number one center, playing the most premium minutes, failed to hit 50 points in 70 games. His career high in a full 82-game season is 61. Now, by all means, again, I am not saying that's bad. I think that's fantastic. He's never scored less than 48 points in a season before. But Patrick Laine, like, you don't just find 40 goal scorers hanging off of a tree. You don't just take a walk, grab a bag, and bring back a bag full of 40 goal scorers. You just don't. So when I said that I could, that I was predicting a possibility of a trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois and Jack Roslovic, that was Jack Roslovic plus. Like Jack Roslovic and like a second or something like that. Like there's, there's a plus with Roslovic. Never in my wildest dreams, because Jack Roslovic is going to play third line center. He's a top nine forward that you're giving to Columbus. He wasn't playing for Winnipeg to begin with. But if you're looking at the deal straight up, you are now getting a top nine forward in Jack Roslovic, a 40 goal scorer in Patrick Lyonne in exchange for Dubois and a third round pick. The Jets improved vastly at center. They are deep at center now. Shifley, Dubois, Paul Stasny up the middle. It's one of the best trio centermen in, in hockey. And, and yes, there is a little bit of depth at wing with Nikolai Ehlers and Kyle Connor and, and, and Blake Wheeler. Like you've got pieces there where you can make up a top six that's pretty prevalent. But I mean, how did, there's all this conversation right now about Winnipeg and 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 their, their lack of defense on that team, right? Josh Morrissey looks like he's going to be an Olympian at some point. He's phenomenal. And Neil Pionk had a nice season because he was playing top power play minutes on a power play unit with Patrick Laine, who scored 30 plus goals last year in a pandemic shortened season. But how, if, if you're Winnipeg, how do you not get a defenseman from the defense rich Columbus Blue Jackets in this deal. Like Patrick Lyonnais alone, in my opinion, again, my opinion, this is the second thoughts, this is my thought, Patrick Lyonnais alone should have fetched Dubois plus. The reason I didn't predict this trade and the reason I predicted Jack Roslovic plus for Dubois was I didn't think Winnipeg was going to give up Lyonnais and Roslovic for the guy. Now I understand the circumstances of this of this this narrative in this trade and the fact that all three players wanted out of their current situations. It's a deal that just happened to work. But if I'm Columbus right now, I'm fired up. 
Yes, you lost a centerman. A centerman who wasn't even playing hard for you. A centerman who clearly checked out this season. And in return, you are getting a 40-goal scorer who you can now pair with maybe a lesser centerman, like a Max Domi. And your depth at wing now is absurd. Cam Atkinson, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Patrick Lyonet, Nick Foligno, Liam Foodie. Now you just got to go out and get some centermen. And I know it's a lot harder said than done, but the way that the market works, I feel like getting a defenseman or acquiring a defenseman costs a lot more than getting a forward. Right? Look at look at all the trades that have transpired in, in, involving defensemen and forwards. The forward going is a lot better than the defenseman return. So now, if God forbid you need to trade a defenseman to get a top six centerman, Columbus has a plethora of that. You've got Jones and Rinsky. I don't think they're going anywhere. But you've got Savard. Like this team has enough defensemen where you can offload a top four or even, you know, a, a number five defenseman and get something of substance in return, at least to bolster the depth on the team. But if I'm Columbus, I'm thrilled at this. Because you weren't keeping Pierre-Luc Dubois. And even if you did, he wasn't playing for you anyways. And again, like I said, they also got Jack Roslovic, who's 23 years old and could play a top six role. Like, that's why he didn't report to the Jets. He wanted out. One of the reasons due to the fact that he wasn't playing the minutes he was wanting to. What if he goes to Columbus and actually pans out as a really good number two, even number three center to start? I think Winnipeg is still fine because they have the depth. I just question the fact of how they didn't get a defenseman out of this deal. Like, Patrick Laine is going to average 40 goals a season, I think, for a while. In full 82-game season, if he hits his stride... There's already conversations about Patrick Laine signing long-term in Columbus. General Manager Jarmo Kukalainen already has a great relationship with him, and, and, and that process is already going well. Jack Roslovic's going to get an opportunity to play with some pretty good wingers and like Cam Atkinson or Oliver Bjorkstrand. Again, Winnipeg up the middle is deep, but you gave away a centerman who's still only 23 years of age and a 22-year-old 35-plus to 40-goal scorer for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Great player, could still pan out, probably a little bit more of a two-way center. I think both teams come out victorious, but I think Columbus is laughing all the way to the bank. All the way to the bank on this one. Again, and I made the joke about the fact that, you know, I talked about the uh, the possibility of Columbus and Winnipeg doing a little trade with one another with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Jack Roslovic. I didn't even mention Patrick Laine because I thought that would be ridiculous if you also throw in Patrick Laine and Columbus gave up, I don't know, a third and, and now it comes to fruition. But hey, it's probably why I'm not a general manager, right? So... Uh, Interesting. I think it's going to, again, I think it's going to benefit both teams. Uh, players now have to quarantine for a little bit until they can go and, and resume skating with their now new franchises. So they've got to wait. I believe they miss eight games in total over the uh, over the quarantine. I believe it's a 14 days, but we'll see how each player, um, you know, progresses and, and translates with their new organizations. But what a, uh, what a blockbuster move in such a questionable time. And apparently this is when the biggest moves are getting made. So... 
Um, good on all, all three players in the uh, in the trade get a new start with a new franchise, and hopefully they all benefit greatly from it. Uh, I want to move on to this story. So the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames played each other uh, a couple nights ago. Toronto winning 3-2. Toronto moved to 5-2. Five, five and two. Calgary, I think, is like 3-1-2 or whatever the record is. And there, there were some shenanigans towards the end of the game. Toronto had their backup goaltender, Jack Campbell, in net. And with about 30 seconds left, Calgary trying to tie the game when it's 3-2. Puck goes in front. Jack Campbell makes a couple saves. And all of a sudden, right in the middle of everything, is Matthew Kachuk. And, you know, after it looks like there's a little bit of a scrum, he ends up on top of Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell appears to be hurt, stays in the game. They finish it out. Game's over. Some questions came out afterwards about the intent of Matthew Kachuk. And this is clearly not the first time that those intentions have been accused by. Uh, Mark Shifley was one of them. Zach Cassian was one of them. He, uh, he's he got a little bit of a history of getting accused of doing things that might go a little bit below the belt. And Kachuk came out with a statement afterwards and said, It's classic to accuse me of purposely falling on Jack Campbell. If you haven't seen the clip yet, go back and look at it. And remember that Kachuk said, It's classic to accuse me of purposely falling on Campbell. You know, after... When you cry wolf, when you say it's not you, or when you say it's not me, it's you. You know, after like the fifth or sixth time of saying that, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, maybe it is me. Article just came out too. Jack Campbell's going to miss multiple weeks with an injury that resulted in that scrum. This was his quote later. He said it was just a battle in front. Six on five situation, just banging away at the puck. Puck was covered at this point. I live in that area. I live in that crease area throughout games. And I'm just digging for the puck. And I was battling with TJ Brody a little bit. And there are guys started coming in. I just got knocked over. And obviously, I didn't have any intention of falling on him or anything like that. That's a complete blank. It's just a classic thing to try to accuse me of out there. Same thing happened in the playoffs against Winnipeg. You know, it looks accidental. There's a bit of question that comes into play. He comes out, he said, I didn't mean to. Hit on Zach Cassian. It's like, I wasn't trying to hurt him. You know, there's the reputation going around. And after the fifth or sixth time you get accused of something, you got to think maybe it's not them, it's me. Right, if you're in a relationship... You keep getting you keep getting dumped. You keep getting broken up with. You know, and 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 the and the girl always says, it's not you, it's me. Right? So they're trying to be nice. They're, trying, they're not trying to hurt your feelings. Or maybe they tell you straight up, you know, you're a jerk. You're an a-hole. You know, after the fourth, fifth, sixth girl says that to you, maybe there's some truth behind it. If you watch the video too, nobody's accusing Kachuk of falling on Campbell. It's the overextended knee that comes crashing down on the back of Campbell's neck. Now again, and this is, I'm trying to be as in, you know, in, I'm not trying to favor one side more than the other. I'm just pointing this out there. After you cry wolf so many times, people stop listening. People stop believing you. People stop caring. 
People don't want to hear this over and over and over again of how it's not me, it's you. It wasn't my fault. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to play the game. These teams face off nine more times. How much would you want to bet that another incident doesn't happen in those nine games? I'd put money down that something happens. Does Toronto even retaliate? What happens when they play Edmonton again? What happens when they play Vancouver? After about the fourth or fifth time, you think maybe it's not its not them. It might be you. They go again tonight, by the way. Be interesting to see. I don't think there's going to be any retaliation on the process. And again, I'm going to come out here right now and I'm going to say, I... I I'm gonna take him I'm gonna take him on his word and say, you know what? Maybe he didn't mean to. Maybe he was just up in the air, was trying to jam, he lost his balance, he tried to get his footing, his knee came down, whatever. But if this comes up another again, twice, three more times this regular season, at some point people are gonna you know, after you apologize so many times and sorry just becomes meaningless because you've said it like 14 times. People aren't going to be listening anymore. People aren't going to people aren't going to follow on to that trend of oh Matthew Kachuk's involved in another incident, but he said he was sorry. So it's all okay. Can't cry wolf that often. Cuz after a while people stop coming. Be interesting to see how that how that meeting goes tonight. Should be a uh yeah, second of nine matchups. Sorry, not ten. Nine more matchups. They have eight more matchups between one another. So, should be fun to uh, see how it all plays out. Uh, and speaking of playing out, uh, I want to update you on some more, uh, some more games, some more postponements, and some schedule updates that are uh, going to be changing up. So the NHL has postponed uh, today's game between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Tampa Bay Lightning due to COVID-19 protocols. Uh, this was announced yesterday. Carolina had three games earlier postponed last week. And the club currently has five players on the COVID-19 list. Uh, GM uh, Don Waddle recently confirmed three players tested positive for it. Uh, one of the tests, however, produced a false positive. Uh, so the league also went out afterwards and announced that the other schedule changes, including new dates for each of the Hurricanes' previous three games, were updated. So the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and the National Predators, that game on January 19th has been moved to March 2nd. The Panthers and Hurricanes from January 21st moved to February 17th. Uh, there's another game between the Panthers and Hurricanes that got moved to March. Lightning Hurricanes to the 22nd and uh, and a few other games between the Hurricanes. Most of them actually involving the Hurricanes. There's one game between Florida and the Tampa Bay Lightning. That game actually gets moved a day back from February 16th to the 15th. Um, all the games, the times are, are remaining the same. The Florida Panthers, again, another team who's already have their schedule interrupted twice, uh, have played only two games this season. Carolina playing just three. It's going to be a very, very interesting... Again, I, 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 I preached this before the season started when the first cases came out with the Dallas Stars. And I was asked this question too. And he said, are you scared? And I said, I'm not scared. I just, I'm prepared for it. Be prepared for this to happen. There are going to be mistakes. There are going to be mishaps. There are going to be accidents. Games are going to get postponed. Players are going to miss time. 
It's just the way it's going to be. And it's the way it's going to be for the next little bit until this is eventually solved. But until then, we need to understand that this is the new normal. And this is something that we have to learn that this is the reality. Now, hopefully, the cases start to diminish a little bit. Because I think right now we're seeing a lot more of postponements and a lot more movement than I think we saw in the National Football League. I think a lot more players just missed time. I think there was more time in between for players to either be off the team or or for games to be able to move because they only play on Sundays. Baseball was kind of was iffy a little bit to start, but they figured it out. So I'm hoping because we're only a couple weeks into the NHL season that after a couple weeks things will die down. Players are going to figure it out, and and hopefully the 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 positive tests or anything like that kind of come to a minimum at this point. But you know, until then, it just. Always be weary that your team has the possibility of catching it and that they're going to be involved with the postponements of NHL games. But if they haven't up until this point, be thankful and be and, and be thankful. Hopefully it doesn't happen moving forward as well. Uh, some other news and notes from around the National Hockey League. The Edmonton Oilers placing forward Tyler Ennis on waivers yesterday. Uh, Tyler Ennis went pointless in four games to start the season while averaging 9 minutes and 47 seconds of uh, ice time per game. His underlying numbers, not the greatest actually. Uh, his Corsi was under 32% of the expected goals when Ennis was on at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, if you remember, Edmonton acquired Ennis in a deadline with the Sens last year. He had 16 goals, 37 points in 70 games, and they re-signed a one-year, $1 million contract contract and just has not been the same since but he cleared which means he will be on the taxi squad for the time being and then Edmonton I believe at this point because he's cleared uh, they're allowed to bring him up and down whenever they please to do so but regardless Ennis clearing waivers for the Edmonton Oilers Uh, others clearing waivers are being placed on waivers defenseman Greg Patteron of the Colorado Avalanche cleared waivers Uh, and Jeremy Bracco the uh, forward for the Carolina Hurricanes was also placed on waivers a little bit earlier on And then the final thing we're going to talk about here actually goes back to the big Pierre-Luc Dubois-Patrick Line trade and the conversation about general manager Jarmo Kekalainen saying that he still actually doesn't exactly know why the 22-year-old wanted out. However, he remains positive the reason had nothing to do with the contract negotiations between the two sides. So, quote, there was never any problem with the negotiation of his contract. It came to a conclusion very quickly, actually. Once the player and the agent wanted to engage in the talks and we agreed upon the length, it was a very easy process. There was nothing about these negotiations and I wish that Pierre-Luc would tell the truth about why he wanted out. He still hasn't even told me. He hasn't told any of his teammates or anybody else. It certainly wasn't about the contract negotiations. I can assure you of that. That is a very interesting take from general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Jarmo Kekalainen, because that was what I speculated, because that's what everybody else speculated, right? Things get said in those conversations, and you know, you talk about the future of the team, and something gets put into your head, or, or an idea gets put there that, that just does not sit well with you, and all of a sudden, you know, you don't want to be a part of that, and you want to move on and be a part of something different. But that's not what it was about. Now, I... I'm very, I'm torn because I think it had something to do about the fact of location. And I think the fact that at Columbus, just regardless of how things are going with that team, they, this is the one thing, this team cannot retain its superstar free agents. Sergei Bobrovsky, Matt Duchesne, Artemi Panarin, a lot of big names on this team 
just failed to stay with the organization. Rick Nash is another one of them who played for a decent amount of time there, but eventually he wanted out and where did he go? The Big Apple. Where did Panarin go? The Big Apple. Um, so I think that that just might be a part of it. I just think it, it's a hockey market that you have to have the specific type of person. It's any market in, there's always one, there's always one market in every sport that just doesn't have the same niche and just can't compete. There's a couple of them in the NHL. One might be Arizona, but even then you're starting to see, you know, with the population of, of Austin Matthews and, you know, it's in a warm area. Columbus is cold. It's in Ohio. You know, it's not Toronto, Montreal, New York, Boston. Like, it's not one of these big franchises. Montreal, I think I said, but... You know, it's not, you know, it's not one of the meccas of the world. Even Chicago, which is rich and full of sports and it's a lively city and a part of it. And yes, I know they've got Cleveland over there next to Columbus and they used to have LeBron James and the Indians are a good team and the Browns are getting better, but... You know, it's 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 just not the same vibe, you know, and in, in if in Winnipeg, you know, Winnipeg is all about the Jets. That's like Winnipeg is like the junior team of the NHL in regards to it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's that the entire city of Winnipeg rallies behind that team. Right? Like there are like in Toronto, you got about four different professional sports organizations that you are prying fans from. You've got the Toronto Blue Jays, the Raptors, the Leafs. There's even the CFO with the Argos. But then you've got, you know, you know the MLS team in, in Toronto, in TFC. You know, in, in Chicago, there's a mecca of sports. In Boston, there's a mecca of sports. In Winnipeg, there's only really them and, like, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and then, like, a, a lacrosse team. Like, there's not the same. So when Winnipeg plays or when Winnipeg makes the playoffs, that whole city... And even areas surrounding the city rally and come together behind that team. And I just, I, I, Columbus fans are intense. I, we watched them in the playoffs when they had fans before. That fan base can get pretty rowdy. But it's, it, it, I, it's the same thing, right? The stars are just like, listen, there are other network markets out there that we want to be a part of. And I'm not sitting up here saying that that's the reason. And that's, I have full sources by all means. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if it's not in the contract negotiations, it's the same reason a lot of other players decided to leave or wanted out. The market just wasn't there. And I think for Dubois, because he was a restricted free agent, he couldn't really do much. It's a lot different in hockey than it is in football or basketball. Players have a lot more of the power than 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 the than the coaches and the managers do. Right? The players, the players impact the game a lot more. Because he was a restricted free agent. He didn't have the leverage to do anything else. So the best thing that he could do was sign his contract, play, wait it out, or sign his contract. I'm not saying this was intentional or anything like that, but his head wasn't in it. The team said, you know what? We're not doing this anymore, Pierre. Grow up. And they shipped him off to uh, Winnipeg. Um, but very interesting for, for Kikalainen to come out and immediately say, for everyone thinking right now, it had nothing to do with the negotiations of his contract. So, interesting stuff. I'm super excited to watch all those players in their new uniforms. I hope Patrick Lyon goes out and just rips shots. I hope he proves everyone wrong. I actually think him and Tortorella are going to get along really well. Because Tortorella is like, oh my gosh, we got a goal scorer. We got a guy who's just going to absolutely fire it on, on net at all times. And probably a good chance of that puck going in. I think Dubois is going to love the fact that he gets to play behind Shifley. And you've got Stasny there. And he might, have, he might play with Wheeler or Connors or Ehler. And you just, you never know. But it's going to be a lot of fun watching that all come to fruition. But, uh... 
But that'll about do it for episode number 43 of the Second Thoughts Hockey Podcast. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. If you want to like, subscribe, comment on the post. Let me know what you're liking of the podcast. What you want to see maybe a little bit more of. Uh, By all means, keep that feedback coming in. I love it because I'm going to try and incorporate it as much as I possibly can. On Twitter and Instagram, just search Second Thoughts Hockey Podcast. You'll see me come up. I got a nice, you know, fun little logo. I got the word hockey in there now. And just enjoy all the posts that get uh, thrown up on the Second Thoughts Hockey Podcast social media pages. And that about does it for today. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy. I think there's like 14 or 13 games on in the NHL tonight. So enjoy those. I'll be back for Friday's edition of the Second Thoughts Hockey Podcast. Until then, that's a wrap.